Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen. I hope everyone had a loving and dynamic solar eclipse this past weekend. I know I did. All right, this week we got some good things coming up. We have Mercury moving into Gemini, which happened over the weekend. Venus moving into Aries. Ju- and then we're going to talk a little bit about Jupiter and... Um, moving into Aries as well as Mercury retrograde starting next week. And at the end of the week, we have Sun conjunct Uranus. So we're going to go over a little bit of those transit this week as well as next week. I want to remind everyone to please follow me on social media, Cosmic Colleen, one C in the middle. Follow me on there. Again, every week I drop the weekly awakening podcast, but on social media, I usually do more videos because sometimes while I'm driving to work, all of a sudden something will come into my mind about the current transit and I'll say, I need to make a video about this. So they go on first, they're first on TikTok, Cosmic Colleen, one seed, then second Instagram. Thank you again for everyone who continues to share my show, send it to people. I keep getting every week someone new that said, hey, my friend sent me your podcast and I love it. Thank you. That means so much. And again, that is how you can best support this show right now. And that honestly, word of mouth, it's been helping me grow an unbelievable an unbelievable amount. Last week, we hit 20,000 downloads. What? Someone's listened to my podcast 20,000 times? That is totally crazy. So again, thank you guys, because I could not do that without you. I really can't. Um, I really love you guys. Okay, let's jump into the episode. Solar eclipse. We this past Saturday, uh, really beginning the new the new eclipse season. It started really at the end of 2021, but this is really going to kick off. This past eclipse was a really good eclipse. If you listened to me talk last week about it, this was a positive kickoff. It's a new eclipse, new moon eclipse, solar eclipse. It's like a new moon on steroids. And so when things happen with this eclipse. It's usually going to be bringing new positive things. Solar eclipses bring blessings. Lunar eclipses bring lessons. I did that on my TikTok. That's the best way to describe that. This past solar eclipse also had really, really good, you know, communication with the other planets. And its host planet is Venus, as I talked about, was exalted in conjunct Jupiter. So it was a really good new beginning around Venusian things, especially after the last six months of, you know, Venus's hard transits. I can tell you that I'm not sure what I shared about this on last week's episode, but eclipses aren't necessarily something that we feel that day like other moons full moons new moons it happens in a series it happens in a season so the changes or the pivotal turning points will happen in between the eclipses that are happening right now across taurus and scorpio axis all of the eclipses the eclipse season will always happen in opposites of each other Again, the changing dynamic happens in between that little, it's almost like little dominoes all of a sudden. Sometimes it's something really big and sudden that shifts. But what I've noticed is in between these series, it's like a bunch of mini to major kind of out of the blue things that happen that change the course of my life over time. And then when I look back at the previous eclipse season, I'm like, wow, I can put the pieces together if that makes sense. So again, it's not necessarily something so big that is happening like it was on the 30th happening that day, but it's about to trigger 
um, a twist or a pivot in your life journey. That's what these are. Oftentimes, one of some of our biggest life-changing moments or life plot twists happen during eclipse season or maybe a few weeks after a major eclipse. Just to keep that in eye. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go back to the previous, you know, the 2020 to 2021 was in the Sagittarius Gemini, and you can see what two houses rule that, and you can see how that played out, so you can get a better idea of how these work. But again, these are going to be happening in Scorpio and Taurus. Pretty excited about that. May is going to be dynamic. I can't believe it's May 2nd already. Is it really? Where did this life go? Who even created time? I'm serious. I've been thinking about that a lot lately is our measurement in time. And I'm sure I could find it in history when we decided to start measuring time. But I want to like measure time less. I feel like because I'm measuring time so much, I am so focused on how fast it goes and in comparing time when I'm like, who the hell even did that? We were just existing until we existed and we knew no more. And now it's everything is so comparative to age, even, you know, beauty, life, status, age, and I'm like, who even created that? Sorry, I don't know why I went off on that <laughs> little Mercury. Again, that is very, we'll jump right into this. How about that? That is Mercury in its home sign of Gemini. One of the things that Gemini is known for, it's ruled by Mercury, but it's the, po- you know, Virgo and Gemini are both ruled by Mercury. But when it comes to Gemini, there's this general curiosity of life and understanding life. And they like to know a little bit about everything. So right there, that, you know, fully Mercury rolled, all of a sudden I can go on these weird tangents of wanting to know why things are currently happening and when did the shift happen a hundred and, you know, thousand years ago. Venus, um, Venus and Aries, sorry, I just got a little off track there. All right, let's go back to Mercury and its home sign of Gemini. Mercury was just in Taurus and we talked about that. That was built, that was about building a solid foundation for the year to come for the new zodiac calendar to come because remember that starts the zodiacal year starts in eight with aries and it ends with pisces so we sort of get off to a crazy big start at the beginning of you know when mercury enters there because mercury is always following the sun or sometimes the sun is following mercury we start with Aries, so things kick off, and all of a sudden our mind is really excited again, and things are happening, and, and we're starting new things and projects. And then we go to Taurus, and we slow down a little bit because we realize, okay, we need to have a solid plan here about what's happening in life. And then now we move to Gemini, and we're curious about our life plan. We're curious about things. Mercury at its home sign, we're going to seek out in Gemini fun. Geminis are all about having fun and how to bring more fun into our life. Geminis, they want to feel good. That's one of the things, that's why oftentimes they're associated with detaching very easily because Gemini, Mercury, wants to enjoy life. So it's constantly like, don't hold me down. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to see what has happening next and I want to feel good in this life. So we are naturally, the collective energy, going to want to seek out fun. And we're going to bring more fun into our life. We're also not going to be holding on to too many emotions other than fun, happiness, and things that feel good. Lust, love, all of that good stuff. Because that's what this wants to feel. And it wants to bring enjoyment in your life. So one of these things I can ask you, what I like to look at with Mercury in Gemini, is how can you bring more enjoyment into your life? How can you bring more fun into your life? How can you switch around certain paradigms in your head or certain emotions that 
that were triggered by thoughts in your head that are the opposite of fun, happy, and joy. I challenge you if you have had a hard couple of years, hard couple of weeks, hard couple of days and feeling good and finding out what makes you feel good. I challenge you for this whole week. In fact, this entire month where Mercury's in Gemini, it's in there a little bit longer because it's retrograding, but while it's in there to seek out pleasure and fun and enjoyment in your day, if you have a hard moment, if you're having hard awareness, if you're feeling if you're really stuck in an emotional pattern that doesn't feel good, that isn't good for you, stop yourself and say, how can I change this to fun? How can I change this to love? What is holding me back in this moment from not feeling my happiest or not feeling at my highest self? Most oftentimes, 99% of the time, it is some old dragged out story we keep telling ourselves in our head or it's some old emotional pattern that we keep acting out on. That is what's holding us back. So I challenge you to gain some awareness, use this as your weekly awakening into why you're not having fun, why you're not feeling joy or happiness or the good feelings in life. What is holding you back from feeling that? And again, most oftentimes it's your own mind holding you back. Mercury, the way we think, the way we communicate our daily, day-to-day, the movement of our day-to-day life, is now bringing you the awareness, because that's what it does. It brings us messages, awareness, and thoughts as to looking at your life and finding where you can bring more joy and happiness. Because when when it all comes down to it, that's what we're really here to do. We're here to procreate. We're here to love. We're here to feel good things. And, And honestly, keep it simple. If we look back to caveman times, we're here to feel those things. We all deserve to feel those things. And yes, I know hard times happen and hard life happens, but sometimes it's not even that that is really holding us back from that. It's our own mind. We're going to be more curious about life. We're going to be more curious when we speak to people, more curious about their life story and what's up with them, more curious about what's going on with them. We're going to want to be more individualistic. We're going to be more different, separate. Geminis are known to be very different. They don't want to be like anyone else. They like to stand out. They like to cause a ruckus. They like to be a little bit mischievous and, again, very individualistic. So you might be feeling like, you want to set yourself apart in some way. You want to really be yourself. And when I, So I guess that's what I'm saying. When I say individualistic, I mean authentic. Because most of the Geminis you'll find, most of the, most, the most craziest authentic people who are out there being themselves, no matter what it looks like, oftentimes they have Gemini placements. I promise you they, they do. So this is going to be time for you to think about how you can be your most authentic self. And are you showing up? as your most authentic self. That's going to be really, really important. And again, we're going to have awareness during this time because we look to Mercury for our self-awareness and different awareness come as Mercury is moving into new signs. How can you be your most authentic self? And if you're showing up today at all and you find yourself holding back, holding back from expressing yourself in a certain way, from saying a certain thing, doing a certain thing, looking a certain way, Say, WWGD, what would a Gemini do? (laughs) A Gemini would embrace that shit. So embrace it. it. If you're feeling, hey, I'm nervous about being authentic, don't give an F and go be authentic. Wanting, oh, and there's going to be, this is going to be a really strong communication time. Very, very strong for communication. Things will go well. Again, if there are any arguments, disagreements, it will move on fast because this is happening in mutable sign. 
Okay, next week, Gemini turns retrograde, the second one of the year. It turns retrograde on the 10th. And then, where did I write this out? Because I didn't want to forget. Oh, yeah, so it stations retrograde on the 10th. It, then it stations direct on June 3rd in Taurus and then moves back ahead and gets back into Gemini in June 13th. That's going to be your Gemini. I was going ahead and seeing the transits for Mercury over Gemini retrograde. And this is looking really good. Again, next week's episode, we'll talk about more into about Mercury retrograde. However, when Mercury's retrograding in, in one of its home signs, Gemini or Virgo, it's going to be felt a little bit less dramatic or strong. It's going to be much easier and happier. Or I guess I should say a little bit easier for Mercury retrograde. I guess unless you're like a triple Sag, you know, Pisces ruled person, it might be a little bit harder because that is Mercury's opposites. However... Overall, this is going to be good. It's it's sextiles Jupiter over the time, conjuncts the sun, trines Pluto. Again, I have to look a little bit deeper, but that looks like the major transits that Mercury is having, and those are Mercury retrograde is having, and those aren't bad at all. It doesn't even connect with Uranus. It connects by sign when it goes back into Taurus, but it doesn't do a total, you know, a complete conjunction. So this is going to be a good Mercury retrograde. I think a much easier. And we'll talk about that next week more. I'll have a whole Mercury episode, which I like to go into and remind everyone what we can expect. But something I want to share, if you've been following my podcast since 2020, I was looking back and Gemini rules my 10th house, my house of career. And I also have a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. So I'm, I've got a lot of Mercury there. But particularly when Mercury retrogrades, I'm trying to decide if I want to save that for next week episode. Let me say it really quick. When Mercury retrogrades, it can go, it can be connected to past retrogrades. And especially if they're happening, because they're have, especially if they're happening in the same house, if they're happening in the same, the same area, it can tell a story over, over years. Let me tell you my story really quick, just to give you guys an example. So in June of 2020, Mercury retrograded in Gemini. And that is when I decided, if you remember, not to go back to the salon and just work the podcast full time. However, I still had to do a lot of clients on the side, their hair as well as I was trying to transit this. May of 2021, Mercury retrogrades again in Gemini. So second retrograde happening in my house of career right now. I decided to go back to the salon because the way I had gone about my business plan and formulation was horrible for someone with ADHD or Mercury-brained, is I was all over the place and I just need to ground myself. So I decided to go back to my current salon and do both, you know, cut my hours there and, and work on both things. Then, coming up on this May retrograde, I have <laughs> some decisions, business decisions. I had some offers and some things that were made where I have to make, again, the decision of which way to go all career-related, re all happening three years in a row while, while Mercury was retrograding in Gemini in my house of career. I'll have a better idea, I think, at the end of this retrograde what, what the switch or what the switchover is going to be. But it's funny because as I made those decisions, they were all happening at the very, very beginning of retrograde or during the Mercury retrograde shadow period. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys in touch. But again... Now we're going, I'm still in limbo, and I'm still kind of going back and revisiting, because that's what we do with retrograde. The last three years of my house career, again, if you've followed my podcast, you also know what the last two years has looked like for me, or the last three Mercury retrogrades looks like for me. 
as I've had that switch off. Again, these are just little ways that you can start to study yourself and get a better idea of the planets and the signs and understanding how these things play out in your life. All right, let's talk Venus and Aries. Already, can't you feel the sexier energy when Venus moves into Aries? It is debilitated there. Venus and Mars are, op you know, they're debilitated. They're not happy in one in, in each other's signs because they're opposites. However, when Venus is debilitated in Aries, it's a little bit more, versus Scorpio, it's a little bit more, how should I put this, indulging in our urges. So it feels fun on a surface level, feels fun on an acting out level, and ooh, I shouldn't be doing that. However, in the end, it sometimes hurts us, so we're going to feel more like, ooh, I want to act out sexually. I want to indulge in, in what I love. I want to indulge in pleasure and joy and beauty and food and kind of everything that just feels really good, sexy, very, the um, you know, Venusian meets crazy masculine, the war of God, Aries. The masculine energy will be very, very strong during this time. It will feel very strong. We will, we will be attracted to it as well as the masculine energy will be coming out in us more, especially in maybe the way we romance, the way we are in friendships, kids. This can also make people in our lives more demanding. So it can make our children more demanding. It can make our loved ones more demanding, our partners, our friendships, people like, hey, I want your attention or I am going to control you in some sort of way. It can make it more controlling, more demanding. We're going to have more impulsivities. Again, when it comes to our indulgence, our vices, our pleasures in life. Have trouble saying no. Uh, kids might also feel like they took 12 steps back in their maturity level in that way. Because Aries, it's the beginning of the sign. So it's often... It can be associated with immaturity. And so our children might feel like emotionally they're having these much bigger immature reactions. And you're like, wait a second. I thought they already went through that stage. I thought they already acted like that. Why are they acting three years younger? We might see that during this time. On Friday, it's sextiles Mercury. So I think that's going to be a really interesting... In Gemini, I think there's going to be either like a little bit of a power dynamic, a mental power dynamic with maybe someone we're attracted to, a friendship, something along those lines, just like maybe someone we're normally not attracted to in a friendship. Maybe all of a sudden we are really attracted to that can come out. This can also be a time where we are arguing more so with someone or commute you know we're having a disagreement with someone that's very comes on very strong very harsh and very fast but again overall this is a you know this is kind of a sexier fun time just check yourself <laughs> watch yourself and if you want to indulge in something always indulge consciously that will help you say hmm how does this really make me feel how did this make me feel the last time I did this? How did it make me feel? What happened? Were there repercussions or were there, was there nothing? Remind yourself, kind of ask yourself the realistic questions because we can get lost easily in that impulsive energy, especially when it's a very strong, dominating impulsive energy that we might be feeling. Remember, talk yourself off the ledge. Doesn't mean you don't have to do it, but just be conscious about how you feel and how it has made you feel in the past. That's definitely what I suggest with that. And on Sunday, we have, um, or on the 5th, I guess it's the end of the week, Friday, that's we have the sun conjunct Uranus. This will be fast. We'll be feeling it into the weekend. When the sun conjuncts Uranus and Taurus, I feel as though 
there can be out of the blue path changes. This would be something maybe where a partner says, hey, I got a new job and I have to move cross country. Or you get a new job and you decide to move cross country. Then, you know, kind of out of the blue, shocking changes. There could also be the strong urge to want to rebel against your normal life. You might say, oh my God, I've been doing this. I've been a librarian. Now, again, I'm not shit-talking librarians. I love you guys. But I've been a librarian my whole life. And I've been living this life that has just been, you know, for my parents. And come and go every day. It's the same way. And I decided to quit my job. And I'm going to move across the country. And I'm going to start a tarot reading job. Something like that. Something very grandiose, very sudden, very but something that sort of makes you want to change your identity or change the course of your path. I wouldn't be surprised if some, if I hear that some people did, like someone in their family came out and had maybe some sort of identity change in some sort of way. Just something that's a little bit out of the blue and having it happen in the sign of Taurus, in Taurus's sign, Venus's sign. That's why I'm saying it's going to be around children, love, romance, our own aesthetic, um... Family, it's going to be some sort of shift, uh, path shift, identity shift in that direction. Whew, that was a good episode. That was a very good episode. I'm enjoying doing these Monday nights. As you know, it's been, my life is kind of crazy. I'm really, I'm really grateful for it, but it's hard to, some days, I'm just in the grind. I'm in the daily grind with my kids. Their life is busy. I'm life, my life is busy. I'm, mo- I'm moving around like a crazy bumblebee, mercury-ruled person. And it's tough some days, and some days it's not. But I've been more consistent, you know, for about two months now with the podcast, doing it Monday mornings, getting it out Monday mornings. There's been times it wasn't till Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. However, I've been proud of myself for sticking and staying with the commitment that I committed to back um, when Mercury was actually in Aries and I was committing to my game plan, if you remember that. This week, we had Remy's birthday party. <laughs> he turned six, and it was a Pennywise-themed birthday party. He begged of me. I wouldn't let him dress up. I wouldn't let anyone come dress up as Pennywise, which he had wanted. I was like, you're going to scare your six-year-old friends. But I did let him wear his Pennywise mask, and it was it was really fun. It's funny, though, because on Sunday, Saturday, Mercury moved into Gemini, and it instantly on Sunday squared Mars. And we're going to maybe be feeling it a little bit through today, but it, then we're going to be done feeling it. And when that had happened, though, all week it was calling for beautiful weather. I'm not kidding you. Beautiful weather all week. And then Saturday, it was calling three to five for his party. It's rain in my area, 70%. I said, are you kidding me? What's even funnier is when it happened was exactly when Mercury was squaring um, Pisces. And it was happening in my 10th house, which would I think you'd put parties there because that is public image, your, your daily big life, uh, to, you know, is, you know, to, um, Mars and Pisces. And so raining, and it was just kind of ironic because I was like, go figure at the exact time it starts raining at the birthday party, but we got a good hour outside and then we were able to take the second hour inside and it turned out perfectly. But again, it sometimes just shows up in small ways like that. 
Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you to all the new listeners who continue to listen, um, reach out, let me know what you guys think. That has been really amazing. And every time I get a message that says, hey, I love your podcast, you really help me, something that keeps me going. So thank you again. Thank you for putting the word out there and sharing it. Please subscribe, rate, review to whatever, on whatever you listen to the show on. And I hope you have a fabulous week. I love you. Goodbye.